The Bible is more than the history of God. It's His story. And here to show you how God can contribute to your story is your host, Barbara Culver. Hello, everybody. Why don't you come on in, gather around, and let's talk Bible talk. Let's talk about how to live the way God wants us to live and how the Bible pertains to all the principles of life, even today. Today we're going to talk about Esther. Did you know that the book of Esther is the only book in the Bible that does not have God's name on any page. Nowhere in the book of Esther does it refer to God or does it refer to the Lord. And yet, the book of Esther is all about God. You say, well, how could the book of Esther apply to me in my life today? Well, it offers example of how imperfect people who are yet faithful people can live in a society that does not acknowledge God. That's where we're at today in life. We're living in a society where they do not acknowledge God. They do not want any part of Him. And if you really get down and you think about what's going on in the world today, everything that is happening is against the Bible what the Bible teaches, how Jesus lived, how God wants us to live. Everything is against that. That's kind of where Esther's time was. We're just going to talk about chapter 1 today, though. And chapter 1 doesn't even pertain to Esther. But it pertains to the king of Persia at that time. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I know I should, but I'm just not going to, okay? I don't want to make a mess of it. But the king of Persia at that time had a queen whose name was Vishti. Now, Vishti was a beautiful woman. But the king decided to have this huge party for all his comrades. And guess how long it lasted? A party for six months. I can't even imagine partying for two days, much less six months. And, of course, there had to be 
drinking involved. But then the last part of that six months, a week, he invited everybody in. Drink, eat, be merry, for tomorrow you may may die. That's not what he said, but that was the basis of the party. He wanted everybody to see that he was king. And he was in control of everything. People think they're in control of their lives. I got news for you. You are being so deceived. This king was pagan. He was not believer in God and yet God used him and the queen to fulfill his purpose for his people well after drinking for six months can you imagine how drunk this man was he decided they were all bragging about their wives how beautiful they were and how sweet they were and all this good stuff. And the king said, "Uh uh-uh. My queen is the most beautiful woman in all of Persia. So he calls one of her workers and he informs him that he wants Vishtai to come and parade herself in front of the people. He demanded it. I have a friend who was just telling us on Facebook this week, and I thought it was hilarious, that her husband had gone to camp for the week. And when he left, he told her, do not paint that door pink. And guess what she did? She painted the door pink. We as women, we don't like to be told what to do, do we? None of us do. This woman didn't either. She was her own woman. She wasn't a believer. But yet she knew what this was all about. The fact that he was going to be bragging and boasting about what he owned Because back in those days, that's the way the men looked at the women. They owned them. And they were to do everything they said. They were to be the submissive wife for everything. But guess what this queen did? She refused him. Now, she was giving a party of her own. At the same time, King's party was going on. She was giving a party for the women. I'd like to been a fly on that wall to see what all was being said. But she refused the king. And he became so angry. And one of the men in the group said, You need to kick her out. 
and she's not going to bow down to you, what's that going to do to the other women in this region? They're going to think, well, the queen didn't bow down to the king. Why should I bow down to my husband and be submissive to him? And the king said, you're exactly right. And so he calls Vishtai in. He summons her. And he literally dethrones her. And we're not told what happened if he killed her or if he just sent her out. We don't know. I would say according to that time, he probably had her beheaded. Don't know. Just saying. So what can we learn for life today from this king? That God has a plan. And he can even use a pagan king and a pagan queen to accomplish his purpose. He knew what was going on. He knew the hearts of these two people. And he knew if he let life be life and this king boast about who he was and what he owned and how submissive his wife is, God knew that was going to create a problem with the queen, especially with him being drunk. Now, she knew it was wrong for him to do that. She was going by her own instincts. Do you go by what's right? Or do you live by what other people think, what other people say? A lot of that's going on in the world today. We see it all around us. You must believe what is being told you. You must do what the edicts of government tells us to do. And if you don't do it, you're going to be punished. Lose your job. Lose your family. You may even be imprisoned. That's what's going on in the world today. this woman said no it's not right and from the text of it most commentaries believe that she figured out that because they were all drunk he was actually wanting her to parade around nude and she knew that wasn't right we know a lot of things aren't right in this world today But are we following the example of the world and saying, well, it really doesn't matter? To God, it does. It matters big time. And the thing that we can learn from chapter one of Esther is submission to your husband does not mean that you do not have a voice. Because God gave you a voice. 
you know, many, many years ago, I told my husband, I said, I will never complain about you going fishing and hunting ever again. But at the same time, I expect the same for me. I don't want to ever hear you complain about anything I do because I'm not doing anything wrong. He heard my voice. He's never complained. I can go and do anything I want to do, go anywhere I want to go, be with anybody I want to be, because he knows I'm not going to do anything wrong against my marriage. Because my marriage in my life is my most valued treasure right now, has been. And I don't want to do anything that would take that chance of destroying my marriage. She knew when she refused the king, he wasn't going to be happy with her. And she probably knew that he was going to do something to her. I would say so. Because that was the way the world operated. A lot of times when we do what's right, we know that we're going to be criticized. But are you willing to stand up and be counted for the faithful? We live in a culture that is pagan. Even though the United States is known as a Christian nation, it has become pagan. Because people don't want to hear about God. They don't want to hear about the Bible. But friends, I'm here to tell you, the Bible for you today is the only thing that you have in your life that is completely truthful. And you can count on it to give you truth about life and how to live life. That's what the book of Esther is going to do. We're going to continue with the book of Esther next week and see what chapter 2 has for us in our living today. I don't know about you, but I want to be one of those that is faithful living amongst the pagans and the doubters and the ones that don't want to trust God, say they don't believe in God. And all the while, God's using you. He's using your life to accomplish his purpose and his plan in somebody else's life. Why don't you read up on Esther this week? Read chapter 2. And then we'll talk about it next week. And until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Until next time, bye for now.